0: episode of the Chuck Shoot podcast. I am your host, Chuck Shoot. With me as always is Dana. Dana, say hi. Hello. How's it going? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. So this is exciting because this is actually, I guess, technically our second episode. I don't know if we're even going to show anybody the first one because it was kind of an experiment. But this right. is our first one where we actually have a guest. Yes. And so I'm very excited about this guy. His name is Anthony Davis. And uh, I'll tell you a little bit more about him. Um, but let's get him on the phone. Yeah. So are we ready? Let's call him up. Okay. Uh, we're going to pause it here for a second. We'll be right back. Okay. I'm very uh, excited to announce our first guest, Anthony Davis, comedian. Um, he's from North Carolina. He's not to be confused with the basketball player. Um, he is the winner of the 2019 San Diego Comedy Festival. Uh, please welcome Anthony Davis. Anthony, say hello. Uh hi.
1: How hello. You doing? Welcome. Doing Doing pretty good. Thanks for having me on.
0: Great, yeah. So you're from North Carolina originally, correct? Yes, sir. Are you? So are you now? You're aware. Obviously, you're aware of the basketball player. Are you a big uh, North Carolina sports fan?
1: No, I didn't play sports growing up. Look at me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but do you watch no them? Like, do you like to watch football, or are you a Panthers fan, or anything? Or
1: no. Uh, no, I, that wasn't a big thing where I was at. Nobody, no one gave crap about that stuff. So. Okay. Uh, the only thing they cared about is get, you know, smoking meth and keeping their teeth <laughs> in their head.
0: So, okay, so let's start at the beginning here. Kind of go through a chronological history. So, you you grew up in Sanford, North Carolina, uh, and the the first six years of your life, you had you lived with your grandma, and there was no running water, or electricity. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. Wow, you did a lot of research. didn't you?
0: <laughs> I did a little re- research. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I exaggerate. I mean, it was just we I visited her, and but yeah, I had running water for a little bit. But yeah, I've, I've lived with a lot, without electricity and running water. It uh, sucked.
0: Yeah, so but like and that's kind of it's interesting when you're a little kid, you don't you, that's just everything that you know is like your home, and so you don't understand. You said like you went to a friend's house, and then you're like, oh wow, this is like way different, and because all you know yeah, is what you live with it.
1: Yeah, it was great. I was, I was like, this is cool. <laughs> this tv i want that yeah
0: so and yeah, then we p- got it and then your your mom was a devout christian and was your your father was a southern baptist preacher
1: yeah he was uh he was a preacher and everything and uh you know he he loved he liked it he loved religion and everything it's just you know that's if you're raised in that kind of environment you know you don't raise you aren't raised by people that you know very full of thinking So, right. you know me moving out of moving out of North Carolina and going where I went to, you know, they're kind of surprised that that all happened.
0: Yeah. So that must be interesting. Now is, I don't know, sometimes like I, I listen to interviews with you or whatever. I'm not sure if this is like, you're telling the truth. Or this is like part of your comedy, but I, I heard something that you said your sister was, was a transgendered woman trying to become a man living in Georgia. So, I mean, that she, must be she was interesting. She told me that she was. Okay.
1: She, she used to send me pictures of herself and she would draw a, a beard on her face with marker. She's like, this is what I'm going to look like. I'm like, you got to earn your beard. (laughs) You can't just draw it on.
0: And then she had like, she she told
1: me she wanted to, but she, she says she's just, she's going to stay happy as a woman.
0: But did she really show you a book of artificial penises and was showing you like, Hey, which one do you think I should get?
1: Yes. Yes. And that, that book will haunt me for the rest of my life. (laughs) See the big, bet. big book of dicks is a lot, is a lot more than most people should handle in yeah. their lifetime. But I was only like seventeen, so. So how did you know, your parents maybe,
0: handle that? If your mom's a devout Christian and your father's a Southern Baptist, I mean, are, are they okay with it? My her?
1: sister left. No, my sister got married to a man, and then she got divorced, and got married to another man, and then she came out. But by that time, she had already moved out. So, you know, they what they say is when you're raised in a very, like. Christian home, right? You know, cut off from the world. When you go, when you actually go out in the world, you either two things can happen you get overwhelmed by it and it fucks with you, or you just take it and you're just like, that's cool. I'm the one that took everything cool, I'm just the one that like took everything, just went with it. You know, she's 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 a vegan, she's Uh. you know, she lives out on the land, she does all that weird shit.
0: And your parents, no, just, But, I mean, you, your parents are still – they still have a relationship with her. They haven't disowned her or anything like that or – No,
1: they didn't do anything of that. Oh, yeah. shit that, that, that stuff doesn't really happen as much as people think in the South. It happens a lot in places, but it doesn't happen in the South as much.
0: Right. So that's funny because I went to North Carolina for the first time last summer, and I'm expecting to see, like – You know mullets and Confederate flags everywhere, and it really—it was. We, I mean, obviously we we went to Charlotte, so that's kind of just like a regular city. But then we drove out to Oak Island, and (laughs) we drove through South Carolina, and it was pretty ordinary. I mean, to be honest with you, we went to we went to
1: you know nice places like Charlotte, and then we went to bumfuck no places like where you're from, Anthony, and a bunch of glittery teeth more riding weirdos
2: are out there
0: yeah <laughs> we didn't No, i didn't think we drove through sam we, we tried to drive and see as much of it as we you know as we could just as to really you know i really wanted to embrace the culture like when i go to portland i want to see all the hipsters you know so when i go to the south i wanted to see all these like rednecks or whatever but it really wasn't they're just normal people i mean yeah there's some rednecks but there's rednecks <laughs> in phoenix where i'm from so yeah.
1: yeah yeah we so. are normal people yeah, so we're all regular normal people.
0: Yeah, and and you you grew up. Um, so, is you said you've never had a drop of alcohol in your life? Is that partly because of the way you're raised, or just your own lifestyle choice, or?
1: No, just my. You know, I've, I've had I've had a beer once or twice, but just because peer pressure. But outside that, I've never been drunk before either. Mm. And it's just, it's just my. You know, I've had family that are alcoholics and I've had you know bad, had people that I've known die from drunk driving. So just never got into it.
0: Okay, so that's
1: like that's mainly a personal thing where I'm just like, yeah also, I thought to myself it's $6 for a beer or I could just get Coca-Cola for $2 and get as much as I want of it.
0: Does save a lot yeah. of money. So growing up in the South, um, with the Baptist preacher, like obviously then eventually you go into comedy, but when you were growing up in the South, uh, what were your comedy influences? Like Were like, cause my parents were a little strict, but were your parents, did you, were you allowed to watch like R rated comedies and stuff or,
1: I don't know. No, I wasn't, no, God, no. I didn't, I, I think my mom messed up. She let me watch horror movies because I don't think she knew.
2: Mm-hmm. She didn't watch them with me. Mm. And
1: she, We had Cinemax before it got cut off with a black box. We had like that, so I watched Chucky and Jaws. But outside that, she was pretty strict about what I watched. So I didn't really even start watching stand-up comedy until like 15 or 16 when I looked on YouTube.
2: Oh. So, yeah, I
1: mean, yeah. So I'm like a late bloomer when it comes to comedy. Or I'm watching
0: it. Were there were, were there any favorite? Um, like, did you watch Saturday Night Live? Or any, was there any uh, comedy movies or anything that really influenced you that you really thought were really funny?
1: It was all. It was never. It was never even stand up. It was just like co- like actual comedy movies, the stupid ones too. Like Come pow, Enter the Fist. <laughs> like back, like that was a stupid movie, but I've watched it like eight hundred times because I thought. It was funnier than hell to me. Yeah, I don't even know why. As I watch it now, I'm like, this is dumber than hell, <laughs> but it's still fun- It's still funny to me for some reason. Yeah, yeah. No, I got it's
0: it. Just, I have a lot of movies, like a lot of guilty pleasures like that. So,
1: um, what's your he, guilty pleasure then? What's your what's your biggest guilty pleasure my, movie then? Oh, I'll
0: tell you, an embarrassing, worse than Kung Pao. It, you probably never heard of this movie. Uh, John Candy. We love John Candy in my family. My dad loved him, so we always watch John Candy movies. There was a movie called Who's Harry Crumb. And it's, if you look it up, it's probably got some of the worst reviews of any movie. But I still think it, to this day, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> Who's Harry Henry Crumb? Who's Harry Crumb? It's a John Harry Candy. Crumb. You have, okay. you, are you familiar with John Candy at all? Yeah, I
1: know John Candy.
0: Okay, yeah. Oh, I love John the internet. Candy. Yeah. But that's a really funny John Candy movie like that's kind of a guilty pleasure because nobody's heard of it. But I liked all the, jo- I mean, I like Planes, Trains, Automobiles, Great Outdoors, all that kind of stuff.
1: All right, I'll look it up then. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like yeah. I always like those different movies you don't ever expect people to actually watch. Right. The only movies I had because we had Columbia House, where you know you send in like, okay, you can get this movie, and I was like, oh cool, I'll get that movie, and like six weeks later, you're like, oh cool, I got this movie, and, mm. and shit. But I still watch <laughs> it, because it's the only thing I had to watch.
0: Right. Okay, that's cool. But so and then you you were an orchestra, or you played the stand-up bass. Was that a symphony? Was that what it was?
1: Yeah for I've been playing stand-up bass for 17 years now
0: Wow and then you kind of you traveled the world with that or was it just a few trips or was this
1: no I traveled yeah I traveled a little yeah I was in China Japan Russia all of those two places. and so
0: you still do that but now just kind of like on the side or
1: no I don't even I stopped I I did it for a while but it's, it's too competitive as a lifestyle and being in an orchestra where you right. got that pays you. Like every single season, there's another person trying to take your seat and it just got too stressful. So I went from that to a less stressful world of comedy, which didn't realize how fucking stressful this was going to be.
0: <laughs> well, there was some other stuff in between there, right? So you were a teacher in Detroit for six years. Yep. T- tell us about that. That sounds yep. stressful.
1: Oh yeah, it was awful. I was I I went from North Carolina to, deep, to uh, outside Detroit to finish my high school. When I started college, I did this thing with Teach for America. While I was in college, they let me, you know, they let me sit on classes, student teach, teach classes, and everything, and they were just mean because I didn't know about Detroit. But when I, when I, before I got there, yeah, I didn't know how bad Detroit was because I didn't really care. I didn't look it up. And they're like, "Hey, you want to teach in Detroit? Like, I can teach. I'm only <laughs> like two years. I'm only a year in the school. I don't even have my degree yet." And they're wow. like, "That's." Fine. <laughs> they didn't care. Really? That's the reason why Teach for America went out of business. It wasn't good. It was uh, a terrible organization.
0: Yeah. Wow. So interesting. Yeah, so that was rough. They were, so, they were mean. But you did that did you They were do that mean for, kids. You did that for six years? Just about, I think, it was like, four or five wow. or six years, I think. Okay. So yeah, then... I'm 30 years
1: old. I've done a lot of stuff in 30 years. Okay,
0: gotcha. not happy, but... So then you started doing... You started going to work in IT, and then... In 2014, that's when you first started stand up, right? And you did it. You started doing open mics in Baltimore. And the first time you did it, you got up there and you said something like, I hope you guys like jokes about trucks. And you got booed? Or so that. Yeah, the, that.
1: The, Someone in the back said, We don't. Fuck you.
0: <laughs> that's that's a that pretty was, bold heckle there. Jeez. It awesome. Wow.
1: It was great. I didn't tell anybody, like, when I got there. I I'm, I don't I didn't want to be given special treatment. Like I saw other people that night, was where they said it was their first time. So I I didn't yeah. say it was my first time. I said it was like I was doing this for six months because I didn't want special treatment. And then so I, was, I went up there and I did that joke, and someone booed me. I was like, well that hurt. And uh-huh. I went when I'm my drive home. My wife's like my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, was like, it's okay. you didn't do. It's did okay. And no, I didn't. I did terrible. She's like, yeah, we can do better. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, but you didn't you give up. You want up. to do this again?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And then you kept, obviously, I yeah,
0: I didn't give up. You kept going. So explain to me this. So I heard that you said you did open mics and you did three times a night open mics for a month, and this was over in Baltimore. How do you do three mm-hmm. open mics in one night? Was this all at the same club, or you went to three different clubs?
1: No, Baltimore's comedy scene was pretty tight. You could go do three clubs, like do three mics in one night. It ain't that hard. You can do two bars and then. Because if you go to one bar, okay, just sign up. You can come back like six, three hours later, and you're not even off oh. yet. So you can go do three hours. Yeah. But the most I've ever done is I went to I did did like seven or eight in one night, but that was in New York. I did that for like three weeks straight. I did like 52 mics a week. Oh my god! For three weeks.
0: Is that pretty common in the world of stand up comedy? I didn't know. I thought because I I used to do open mics a little bit in Seattle and. I mean, if I did one in a night, I was, like, really proud of myself. I was like, all oh, right, I did it. Wow. I, was, I mean, I can't imagine doing it three or seven or eight times.
1: Yeah, New York. Yeah, New York's a great – if you want to get good stand-up, you go to New York. If you want to get make it and get found and do, like, movies and comedy, you go to the L.A. Right. you can do eight mics in L.A., but you're going to drive a lot. Oh, right. In New yeah. York, I could get on a subway and I could just oh. start at, like, 5 o'clock in the morning Didn't get time until, like, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Did you actually – 5 act- o'clock in the afternoon. Okay.
0: Did you actually yeah. live in New York? Or were you just staying there for a few weeks? Or
1: Yeah, I, was just, I just visited. I okay. stayed on somebody's couch, and then I just went and did it.
0: And one time, so in 2015, you drove to Michigan from Baltimore, 11 hours for one 25-minute so You ended up doing two. But tell us about it. Yep. You wouldn't even get paid for this, but you just, it was because you loved comedy so much that you just really wanted to yeah. do it.
1: Yeah, I did it for Gilda's Last Fest. It was in Trans, uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. And it was, it was nice. I, I wasn't even supposed to be on the second show. I just kind of like said I was like, Oh, Hey, I was told I could be on the show. Like, Oh yeah, sure. Why not? And I'm like, Oh, cool. That's it was, awesome. There's one, two and like, I drove there and it was the worst drive. It was like 13 hours. And then after, after like six hours, you're like, Oh, I should just kill myself. <laughs> and then like, I didn't have enough money for a hotel room, so I just I just stayed in my car for like two hours, took a quick nap, and I drove back that night.
0: Oh my gosh. Wow. wow. That's devotion. Yeah, good for you. So, and then you ended up... Uh, uh,
1: never sleep, that's why. It, yeah. If you never sleep, you, got, you need a lot of stuff done.
0: Yeah, but then, I mean, so as you're kind of going through this process and your comedy's getting better, then you ended up opening for a, a comedian who I'd never heard of, but... Uh, I looked him up and he he was on Everybody Hates Chris. His name's Earthquake. And you opened up for him in Baltimore. And that was was did, that the show you said? It was I did like one two, show, two or three thousand people. Yeah, I did.
1: Up? That was so that was uh, it was it's like that's two thousand. No, it was like eight, maybe like four or five hundred people. Oh, okay. It, Earthquake. It was it was one like when I was like four or five months in. Oh, okay. It was really, or, but I had to bring people. It was like a bringer show uh, almost, but
2: yeah.
1: I. I got in. I did, they didn't let, have say I had to bring you by the guy that booked it like me. I didn't even know who Earthquake was, to be honest. Right. But I just that, that show stuck out on me. stuck out on me so much because it was one of those times where if you don't do good, Baltimore is the one place that will let you know you didn't. Right. I didn't I did, I did. didn't do great, but I didn't do terrible. And people would walk up to each other person. they walk up to the comedians. They're like, oh, my God, you're so great. You're so great. And they'd look at me. And then they skip me and they go to the next person.
2: Oh, ouch. And
1: I was just like, yeah, I was like, ah, well, I got to get better. Damn. That's, I, I love that show. That was, show was like a kick in the ass. Like I need to get better. Yeah. I can't stay stagnant. So
0: okay, so, you, you, know, know, what, when you
1: see people will do that. Right.
0: Can't. I screwed up because no, it was the, the, the one that was the two or 3000 people. That was Christian Finnegan. Right. Who was the, yeah. who was on the show. Are we there yet? The TV show. And I guess he played the white roommate in the Chappelle show. in that sketch, one of the yeah. sketches. Yeah.
2: So, I, I
1: love. It was it was a great moment because I was I was like this is cool. I can't believe I get to do this. It was like a quick five minute set too, and it was the whole the whole club was like completely sold out, and he was a great. He's a really nice guy. I got a picture with him, and I was like maybe I can do it because you know I got to do this. Yeah. And then when I I, I, just, I always thought to myself like if I can one day just you know keep doing this for a living, that's when I wanted to realize I wanted to do this for a living.
2: Very
0: cool
1: stand-up comedy.
0: So yeah. it sounds like there's a lot of obviously highs and lows in the stand-up comedy. So when was the when you did you said that you did a show once in Baltimore for literally zero people? It was just 45 minutes you did it, and it was for the bartender. Was that before? yeah
1: yeah I, yeah? It was before I moved out to LA. Okay, that's, I was in.
0: Well, that's I when you decided so to move to LA, right? Was that the last show yeah. you did in Baltimore? Was,
1: yeah. It was, I was supposed to, I had a show, I was going to record it so I had, so I could have a good 30-minute tape,
2: because mm-hmm.
1: oh, I cool. thought it was getting better, and then I was like, oh, cool, and then I I promoted it, I put posters out for it, and literally no one showed up, and I was just like, what? Wow. I, I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. I can't stay here in Baltimore.
2: Yeah, could you even like, make Whoa. a tape of that? Because it would be no one so there'd laughing. Be no, yeah, there'd be no. unless you added yeah, crowd
0: laughter, be. right? <laughs>
1: No, no, it was awful. I couldn't even use the tape. It was, I, I paid 150 bucks for a, a, a camcorder, a memory card, and stand. I was wow. like, I can't do this. So I moved, I, was like, I can't even bring people to my own show. So I left, I left, and I came to L.A.
0: So yeah, so you moved to L.A. in 2016, so then you started, started working for Dish, installing k- cable, it's kind of your day job. Um
1: you stayed my. you looked on my Facebook a lot, didn't you?
0: <laughs> I looked on everything. Yeah. I listened to podcasts. I did he Instagram, Facebook. I did my research. Um, and then, uh, oh, that's good. yeah. So, and then you had this <laughs> what was the story about? So, you're installing cable one time, and the people looked you up to make sure you weren't like a psychopath or something. And they're like, yeah, we looked you up uh, and we saw your stand up. And, uh, wow, we're just, you know, you should be lucky you have this day job or whatever.
1: Yeah, it was great fucking asshole wow.
0: <laughs> seriously I can't believe why were, did you like mess with their cable after they said that like are or, or you doing anything to them? no
1: I didn't do I still did I still did my job oh. when people know you're a comedian people immediately think they can just fucking make jokes at you and fuck with you and it's okay yeah. people do that all the time you have no idea how many people just as soon as they know I'm a comedian will come up and say hey you should use this joke I'm like and my response is always like ah no I like to say stuff that's funny <laughs> <All right. laughs>
2: You're like well, oh, let me like if my fa- if yeah. my family
1: ever says that, yeah, my family always says that, They're like you should use that for your stand-up. I'm like, nah, I use stuff that's really funny, not stuff that no one will get to right. understand. Yeah, you know, he's like, You're a person in my life, no one will get this joke. Exactly. It's towards my aunt, that makes no fucking sense.
0: <laughs> exactly. But so you kind of had the, I think you kind of had the last laugh on those people because then you ended up opening, you've opened for Margaret Margaret Cho and Anne Polly Shore. Was that in L.A.? Yeah.
1: Wow! Yeah, I did. I over for Margaret Cho and and the belly room at the comedy store. I opened up for Polly Shore last month.
2: Yeah, I fun. Okay. He was.
1: He's a really intimidating person when really? he, when you meet him because he's yeah he's really quiet quiet person and he just I didn't want to fuck up and then he kicked me out of the green the dressing room which sucks. He kicked you well, out. Well, he was polite, but like, like when you, I try to make a joke and he's like, "Hey, can I get the room?" For myself for a second, I was like, "Yeah, no problem." And no one else left but me. Uh, I was the one person left. I was like, "Ah, I get it." But he's, he's, my my buddy's like, "Yeah, that's you know, when he gets hounded by people all the time, uh, you know, the last man. thing he wants to know see is a fan. It's just like, oh, good to see him." I was like, "Yeah, he, I get it. He probably just wanted to be left alone. Sure. It's just cool." But yeah. I, was just like, I was like, "I got kicked out of the green room by probably Shore."
0: Yeah, that's the um, kind of a cool story. Now, how is his stand up? Because I know he's. His mom, Mitzi Shore, is the one who owns the comedy store, right? So, I mean, he must have grew up with stand-up. Is his stand-up pretty good? I've never seen him, though, do stand-up.
1: Yeah. He's, I mean, he, there was a 600-room venue, and he put 608 people in that room.
0: Wow.
2: Like, wow. there were
1: people just standing up. It was sold-out shows. It's yeah. a great place. Gaslight was a great place, and it was uh, it was full of people. And he just, the whole time, start to finish, you just have those people rolling.
0: Wow. Yeah, he'd just check be talking out.
1: about random shit. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't
0: did think. Because I, I used sure to remember him are... as a, the movies like Jury Duty and uh, In the Army now and Encino Man, all those like 90s movies or whatever. But I have to yeah, check out his Yeah, He
1: would reference those movies all the time. He'd tell stories about them. So just imagine like a movie that you love, like Encino you know, Man. He's just telling you behind the scenes stories about it yeah. and making them funny. So, you know, yeah. that was it. he is. He just. It was just like that Patton Oswald joke where he could just get up there and he would just say movies he was in and people would lose their shit.
0: Yeah. Oh that's it that like a you good know, joke. Ratatouille
1: that. and they're like, Oh my god
0: Yeah, totally. So yeah, it was just like that. Well you, you you performed at the comedy store. Have you ever uh, have you ever performed with Fahim Anwar? Do you know that name? He's no, regular, I don't know. He, he's a regular at the comedy store. I used to follow him in Seattle and then he he moved to LA and he's he's getting pretty big up there. But yeah, we went and saw him one time at the comedy. That's a that's a cool venue, the comedy store. And there's like three different rooms to it, right?
1: Yep, original, main, and belly room.
0: And you so you performed there and yeah. then you've also performed at the Laugh Factory, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I just uh, I did did the open mic and after doing the open mic, you do what well. have to do the house spot. If you did the house bot well enough, like you might get a call back. So it was like, oh, it wasn't expecting anything. They went into the house bot. Less than two weeks later, they contacted me to do the fresh faces, which you know it's not really it's not really heard of. And then I just did fresh faces, and then now I'm going back and doing their Twitch feed a lot, their video oh, game. Nice. Thing. So it was yeah, it's. And so, you yeah, know, just putting yourself out there.
0: Yeah. And you are starting to do, I mean, you, in 2018, you won the Chow Fest comedy festival. I'm not, I'm not real familiar with that. So how many people did you have to beat out to win that?
1: Twenty six, I think.
0: That's a lot though. Like two
1: rounds, it, two separate, right, two separate rounds. Wow. And then semifinals and then the final. And then so you was, won, and you great. also
0: won the, the 2019 uh, San Diego comedy film, film or comedy festival. And so was that a similar kind of thing about 20, 30 people you beat out?
1: Yeah, well, that was that was a bigger one. That was at the actual uh, Comedy Palace in San Diego. And yeah. That was like people had to submit for that, and then it was people that were like had to do this for a living, have huge followers. Like the guy that got second place is Brent He has like thirty-one thousand followers. Super yeah. nice guy too, and like he destroyed that room. Yeah. And when he did, I was just like, "Oh, that's fine. If, even if I just get sixth place, I'll get a hundred bucks, and that's gas money. Okay, that pays for the submission fee." So when they, then they said my name, I was like, "Oh, this can't be real."
0: <laughs> that's awesome. That's amazing. So how much do you win? How much yeah.
1: for first place? I got a thousand bucks.
0: Dang, nice. that's not bad at all. Wow! And just like to put that on your resume is like really good to say that you know winner of the San Diego of Con. Yeah, Festival. yeah. Ever
1: since ever since that is. That's when I started getting, I'm getting a lot of steady work from it.
0: Awesome. And
1: then I got signed with Uproar, who did Richard Pryor stuff.
2: Wow. So they're going to get
1: me, as soon as, as, soon as I get uh, enough time under my belt, I'm going to be recording a CD in Seattle, probably near the end of the year. In Seattle? I do know what they do. Yep. Oh,
0: that's where I'm from. Which where Do you know which venue it is up there?
1: Oh, not yet. They just they haven't told me yet. They just told me that it's probably somewhere in Seattle. Okay. That's all I know so far.
0: Well, yeah, let me know because I, I know that area. I mean, I grew up there, so it's like I know that area very well. So I know there's there's some good comedy clubs for sure. So, so yeah. So then you do. Um, <laughs> I love this joke you do about grinder that you is it is that a true? Yeah, That's got to be. I mean, how, some of these jokes you're just are you embellishing or is this like is there a little kernel of kernel the truth to that or cuz the joke about grinders is that you thought it was a sandwich app because grinders are sandwiches
1: that was that, that's 100% true that is 100% true i thought it was an application because where i'm from the i went to michigan there's a shop that sold grinders and they were my favorite sandwich okay so when i like i got mic got my smartphone with my wife i was like I saw grinder. I was like, fuck, yeah, sandwiches. Oh, my gosh. And so, then I walked on. I was like, no, lots what? of dicks and buttholes. Yeah, so, so
0: at what point did you get suspicious? Like, when they started asking you for your, like, height and your, your age, and you're like, why do they need to know my age and all this stuff with just getting a sandwich? Like, what?
1: Yeah, well, me. I mean, I mean I, I, I'm not really good at getting social cues sometimes. So I was like, that's weird. I mean, I was like. A lot of them were just like, Hey, you want to meet up tonight? I was like, That's kinda of forward, but yeah, just getting sandwiches, that's kind of cool. But like after like the third or fourth person, I was just like, What kind of sandwiches do you guys like? Like I would ask I would ask people that. I was like, What kind of sandwiches do you like? And my wife my wife came in and she's like, What are you doing? Who are you messaging? And I was like, I'm messaging this guy named Brent. He's really cool. And it's like, Baby, you're on a gay dating app. I was like, oh, What
2: God. Oh, my I was like,
1: I, I should be on this. I mean, but these are really fun, nice people. I, I wanted to, I, I'm very polite. I don't yeah. like to, like, even when there's social situations where I should, like, most people are like, oh, cool, I'll just, like, head out of this conversation. I'll stay there, because yeah. I don't want to be rude. So yeah. I, I would still talk to those people. Like, hey, how you doing? I hope you found somebody. Good luck. That's one want a sandwich, come talk to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you ever find the sandwich? Did you find some good sandwiches in LA then, or?
1: I did not. You're I did not, not find any at, good sandwiches. Yeah, I should still look. I guess. But now I be have careful. this thing called Google. Yeah, I have this thing called Google. I can find sandwiches without getting the prompt You know, the promise of dick at all. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, I guess to be careful googling grinder on. I mean, yeah, grinder sandwich. Maybe that. Well, although still, that could be a gay thing. You never. I mean, you never know what you're gonna. You gotta be careful with Google yeah, with what it, you. It's
1: when two you meet two guys on Grindr and you get they sandwich you in between them. I've already done this.
0: I think some of these sandwich places probably had to rebrand a little bit. I after know, that. right? They probably need to change their name. up. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting.
1: There's definitely why you won't find a Grindr stop shop anywhere in here in LA. Right. you find Grindr yeah. the restaurant. We won't find find Grindr sandwiches.
0: There's actually a place called Grinders. that's a restaurant.
1: Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, I, I found that
0: out too. That's funny. And then, so you're, you're, you did this one joke that you posted the screenshot the other day and I laughed really hard. It was like, you said your wife said that you look like the brawny guy gave up cause you are wearing like a red flannel. Yeah. <laughs> did she really say that or yeah. that's just a joke you wrote or? No, she said that.
1: She said that to me and it hurt me immensely. It hurt me deeply. Cause that was, that's my combo. When I get on a big show, I get nervous and I'm like, that's my, my comfort shirt, my comfort pants. Yeah. And then when she said that, she's like, it looked like the brawny guy I gave up. I was like, that's so mean. Why would you say that to me? She's like, I don't know, because it's true. Like Most huh. of the things that I say that my wife says, she has said those things to me.
0: Right. Like, well, you like, kinda...
1: like when I said, I, like I said, I was going to like, I had a bad day. I wanted to kill myself. She's like, I want to hang myself. She's like, is the rope strong enough, though? She said that.
0: <laughs> that was a funny joke, too. But no, what about, um? but the one you do a joke about her, you said you bought her online or something. <laughs> Right? Or something like yeah, that? You ordered her?
1: I met her on max.com. I, I know. Met, I met her on max.com. But she's eight. She's Filipino. You hate that joke.
0: Right. Yeah. like
1: my payback for her saying these terrible things to me.
0: Right. So you guys kind of <laughs> joke with each other then. But it's all in good fun, right? Yeah. Like yeah,
1: yeah. You yeah. can't be with somebody unless they have a good sense of humor, especially when you're a comedian.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: My, my life is making jokes all the time. So
0: totally. I can't
1: be with someone that's not funny.
0: Exactly. So tell me about this too. You did you one time you did a you did twenty minutes stand up in the woods at a barbecue. How, explain how this happened. I'm fascinated by this. Like how does that even? Do you have a microphone even, or is it just telling stories by the campfire? Or? No,
1: yeah, like it, they. I did a show. I opened for a quiz <laughs> and like afterwards, this <laughs> this guy walked up. He's like, "Hey, you want to come to a wood? You want to come to our wood, our camp out and." Do jokes he's like no <laughs> what you're gonna murder me yeah, like i don't know you kind of
0: scary
1: he's like yeah well we'll give you food and give you money i was like well i mean i'll think about it <laughs> and i did okay. i did I'm, i've done crazy shows before what like, other crazy shows have you making... done
0: what's crazier than going in the I woods did. and doing
1: i did a benefit show for pete for somebody I uh, was like i'll don't donate my time because I was like, I just want to donate with for a good cause, and it wasn't for a good cause. It's for them to build another, another uh, pool pool house on their 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 land. I was like, that's kind of messed up. What? Thanks for telling me that when I got there. That's yeah. the benefit.
2: Oh my god. Yeah,
1: I did. I did a show with my buddy. His name's Phil. It was like it was his second or third show. So like, oh yeah, could you guys do like an hour and a half for each other? I was like. No, I'm six months in. He's like three mi- mics in. No. Yeah. And we, I did like an hour of um, hour of time. I was just fucking around with everybody in the audience. And then he, he was like, Phil went up. He's like, Hey, you guys, you guys have any jokes? This guy with like a, a camo hat went up. I was like, this isn't going to end well. He just said a bunch of jokes with the N word in it.
2: Oh, I was like, "That
1: nope. I was like, this is horrible. And everybody's laughing their asses off. I was like, I, this is awful. Wow. Well, the worst thing that happened was when we got there, they're like, this is, this is an old, old house. This is Pennsylvania. They're like, this is an old, old house that was built on top of a slave quarters. You want to go down there and see the slave quarters? I was like, no. I don't think there's no there's nothing there for me to see that I won't already know what's there. It's not like there's going to be a ping pong table or a foosball <laughs> table down there. Like, yeah. I, know, I know that when I go down there, nothing good's going to happen. Uh. Creepy. And with this accent, I shouldn't be anywhere near seeing <laughs> the they have the wood slave in it.
0: Good point, good point, right. yeah. Jeez, that is kind of creepy. Okay, wow. Well, better things to come. Yeah, so, so doing,
1: doing doing comedy around a, a vampire, yeah, that wasn't as bad as that. So I was like, yeah, it's not that okay. bad. As long as you guys don't murder and rape me, it's yeah. fine.
0: Do you ever watch that show, Crashing? Have you ever seen that show on Netflix?
1: Yeah, yeah, I love that show. It's
2: that a, is good a great
0: show. show, isn't it? So in the second or, second or third season where he starts to talk about these, like, alternative comedy clubs? Cause he says like the good clubs are kind of for the, you know, the cool kids in high school and they and his friend, the other people are kind of like the nerdy kids and they do these, like they end up doing like comedy in like laundromats and stuff. Have you ever experienced, I mean, I guess the woods would count for that, but is there other places like that where, is that a real thing? Yeah. Interesting. There's, yeah.
1: And anytime there's a place where someone to say like, Hey, you want to do sh-? like, yeah. Well, if anybody lets you do stand up anywhere, there's like laundromats, just coffee shops. I did, a, I did a mic here in L.A. Or, or where I live out here in Garden Grove. There's just, it's just literally a coffee shop, and it's, it's comedy and music. And it's the worst. you should never have comedy and music, especially when it's beautiful, beautiful songs that, that people care about. Yeah, you know, that's true. Like, like deep emotional stuff, and then I get up there and like, hey, you guys like Fox and Wieners? like.
0: That would be very, a very good combination. That's a weird combination. I never thought of that, for but sure. that's yeah. so true. If it's like open mic, <laughs> I literally like,
1: did that. I was I was a closer. I was closing that mic. I, I was doing like ten minutes last, and the girl that went before me, she was she did she sang so beautifully. People were crying. And they're like they're, the host was like, "Thank you so much for giving us your gift." It was truly emotional. We hope to, that you do good on your journey. And they're like, "Anthony Davis, everybody." I was like, "Well, fuck." <laughs>
2: Seriously, if like,
1: you guys know this, if you guys know this dick joke sing along, like I don't, oh I don't know what this. It was awful. Like, it, was, it was the worst room ever, and I <laughs> like went back there and did like four more times. It was awesome.
0: That's funny. So when you and when you came to Scottsdale and you did the comedy spot, that was cool. Like we saw you, and but it it was kind of interesting. We, we I haven't been to that place in a while, and um, I know you don't want to talk bad about anybody, but some of the openers, like, were you were you kind of like, did you watch some of the opening co- comedians? Yeah, I watched all of them. So some, they're all brand new. Is that what it was? Okay, because I was like, some of these guys, yeah. like, they seem like they're not really on their their game or whatever. And I was like, I just, so maybe that's what, maybe they're just new or something. Because I was like, this is kind of, some of these, it's just like, it was kind of a weird vibe that night. that, that you, And then you came on and you just killed it. And I was like, okay, okay, this is, they still got a good vibe going here. But yeah, I was a little nervous. So
1: for, yeah, for the, the comedy spot, you bring, you bring vocals, you know, you know, for a lot of clubs out in, like, L.A. or New York or any other places, you know, they don't have a lot of places where new people can get up in front of a, a big crowd and yeah. then, tr- and like, get better. Right. So, you know, they have to do open mics or bar shows. Like, Comic Spot, that's why I, I like it. It's, like, they bring, they, they're new people. They get to see what it's like to perform in a new in front of a big crowd. And they're, like, oh, so they can crush you to get better. Like, all those people are, like, less than five or six months in. Wow. So, okay. yeah. So, like, there's. You can see the, the difference between, you know, find, like, you know, bringing brand new, trying to find your stage presence. You know, at six months, you don't know, it, you really don't know how to write a proper joke yet. Right. After two years, you'll see, when you see about, you don't even have your voice for comedy yet. Like when I was six months then, I wasn't, I was terrible. I was still terrible. I still, still don't know how to write a joke. I even said one time, I was like, You know, my jokes don't need punchlines. I'm like, that was stupid. Of course they fucking did.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And these places people
1: will laugh at.
2: Right. They can't just keep
1: being crazy places. So, yeah, they're they're brand new people and they're trying their best. That's why, like, you know, you can see, like, some jokes wouldn't work because, like, they do jokes that, you know, they didn't read the room. Right. And that's fine because, you know, you got to learn. You got to learn under fire. I did. Yeah. I learned that Earthquake show really fucked me over.
0: Yeah. And, And everyone has good nights and bad nights, too. So, yeah. Definitely. Yeah.
1: So tell me about which, this. Like, which show did did you come on Saturday? Or did you come on Friday? We came
0: Saturday, the Late Show, I believe.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was great. You should like, the first show was sold out. And that was great. Oh really? Was, okay. Yeah,
0: I kind of liked having yeah, less, a little bit more room in the crowd. But yeah, it was like it's a different vibe when it's not as many people and stuff. So
1: yeah, that's the thing. Like when you when you're new, the less crowd you have. A lot of people don't know how to keep the energy. Like for old, for older, for people that have been doing it longer,
2: yeah, you know,
1: we bring the same level of energy to every show, whether it's 10, 15 people or it's either two hundred and fifty people. Right. You, know, you got. You can't. Feed, when you don't have that energy to feed off of, a lot of people clam up. These uh-huh. are like, ah, oh, I didn't get as much laugh
2: Yeah, it
1: happens. I haven't, I've done that before.
2: Yeah. Even
1: though, even like, gotta yeah, realize you got to do that. You got to do the same amount of energy, same same level of intensity of jokes for a big crowd. A small crowd. Cause small crowd, they'll laugh. They're more it. Yeah, they have. they'll, they'll a lot of kind I sold more of that sh- of that show than I did the first show.
0: Interesting. You know,
1: more more people in there. Yeah, because I do a lot of crowd work. Yeah. you guys, you guys saw that. Yeah, you know, yeah. you were good. I, and like,
0: more- what's interesting is that you'll. It's like you said. Like you got to do the same whether, you know, whether it's sold out or it's half full or whatever, but like you, you kind of use a lot of immediacy. Like in the, in the moment you're like, okay, like if they didn't, if we didn't laugh at a joke, you called us on it. Like, Oh, you guys didn't like that one, but you like the incest jokes or whatever. And then like that, and then we laughed at that. So like you make it funny as you go along. So it's kind of nice.
2: Yeah. And that's what like, came
0: of, with five years yeah. experience in comedy. So.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a lot of trial and error. It's a lot of like my, my style of- of comedy is. I talk to people. My jokes are like I'm just. I'm up there telling you stories about my life and just talking to y'all. Like, it, like i look in everybody's face. I make eye contact with everybody. I talk to people. Like I'm not up there like just re- reciting start to finish my yeah. jokes. I'm up there talking. Right. And then I say something funny. But everything I said, I've said up there. I've said about like six to seven hundred times, and I've meticulously word for word know everything I'm going to say. Even when I say ask you guys questions, I already know the answer. I already oh. have a response to those questions. But like when I do crowd work, like off the fly, yeah, like, like you, 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 you like, had a
0: couple hecklers that I was like so embarrassed for the heck. I was like, dude, why are these people saying stuff? And you played it beautifully. Like you, I can't remember what you said. I wish I would have wrote it down because you made them look really stupid, and it was oh, awesome. That was great. Yeah. Oh Make yeah, it the,
1: the guy that was like uh, they couldn't count to six, and he was like, he's an engineer. I was like, you can't count to six. That's not a, that's not a great thing, bud. Yeah. Like you're a rocket scientist. I think he you was really, like, yeah. what do you do it's with the countdown from six? What do you... <laughs> yeah,
0: it, was, you it was someone know, shouting like, out about was, Chicago or something. Yeah, they kept saying Chicago. About, like, are you oh from yeah. Chicago? Like, and he's like, no. And they're like, <laughs> then why are you? Okay, then shut up. Or I don't know. It was weird. Like yeah. they think it's like an interactive show that they yeah. need to say something. And it's just, I don't know. Some people uh, just for don't me, understand. For me, I,
1: like, I, for me I, like, I don't mind it when people interact with me. I like yeah. it because like, I, I can take anything you guys say and I'll have, I write down responses to everything I can think of in my jokes. Like, no, if I talking. say Chicago, What is to my woos? I'm like, ah, uh, I'll just say this. I'm like, are you from Chicago? Are you not? Shut the fuck up then. I don't, like, who cares? Like, no one, like, there's 17 people in this room. Who gives a shit you're from Chicago?
2: Right. right. Like,
1: you, like, like you're, you guys it. from Dick, Kentucky? No, you're not. Go fuck yeah. yourself. Like it's, <laughs> but I like, I don't care. Yeah. I like it when people talk to me because, you know, when people talk to you, like, you know, also, I won't put, I won't put people down directly. Uh, I'll do it indirectly. I'll put down myself and then I'll poke fun at them. Because you know, like that's you never want to go to a show and then be put down and feel bad about yourself. Oh, so even yeah. if I get heckled, I won't. I'll never. I'll never put down someone directly. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah, I'll because never sit in the first row. They, yeah, my brother yeah. said he They'll went to never, a show one time and they made fun of this guy for like being fat and wearing a dorky sweater. And my brother just felt like uncomfortable. He said it was like really bad.
1: Yeah, you'll never. That's why people don't go to shows anymore. That's why people don't sit up front anymore. Because mm-hmm. they're like, why, why am I going to sit up front? They make fun of.
2: Right.
0: I'm not going
1: to have a good time if I get made fun of. So I, I don't ever make fun of people directly.
2: That's I'll good. make fun of
1: myself and then I'll make fun of them. Yeah. But it's never, it's never like too harsh. It's never too no. like hurtful. It's always just like, you really said that, man, come on. What are you? Like in the guy with the pizza up front, I was just like, I'm just making, I'm, I'm poking fun. We're having fun together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: that's That's, okay. that's more
1: fun. It, Yeah, you never you never want to feel bad after leaving a show because you'll never you'll literally never go to another show.
0: Wow, yeah, that's that's depressing. So, who are some of the comedians like out right now that you really admire or would love to open for?
2: I
1: Bill Burr, love him. He's my favorite. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, he's on my he's on my bucket. I have a comedy bucket list.
0: Okay, who else? Like
1: like, things I want to do. Uh, Kyle Kinane. He's he's got a he's. He's not southern, but he's got a southern feel where he's just like up there, just saying things, and they just happen to be funny. Like he's that's that's why I love his, where I can just go on stage, and just talk. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just I'm literally just up there talking to people, and what I say is funny. Yeah,
2: it's just,
1: but everything. But when people think that oh, he just must be, you know, just almost like off the top of his head. Like that's what I love about comedy. That's my favorite comedians are the ones that go up there and just talk like it's just off the top of their head. Yeah, They're just all this is in the moment, but you don't realize like this is all completely. Calculated things that we've said hundreds of thousands of times, like that grinder joke. I, that grinder joke was i said like seven hundred and eighty times. I think <laughs> and that's like that's like the third like the third revision. I like, I've said it different ways yeah. before, and that's the that, like, My style style writing is I have OCD, so I have a I have a spreadsheet, an Excel spreadsheet with every joke I've ever I've said. How many times I've said it? How many times it's, it's worked? How many times it hasn't worked? If it hasn't worked more than ten percent of the time, I rewrite the joke. So that grinder joke is on revision, is on twenty six point three. So I've set it. Oh my wow, it you are organized,
0: too. dude. That is cool. <laughs> that that's actually smart, though. You're you're being mathematical about it. That's very smart. Um, now you don't. Yeah, all my people jokes. Always say, yeah, I have a
1: word document too.
0: Yeah. So yeah. people always say that they're like, "Oh, I'm most." You're not literally OCD. You're just. You're just you're just anal or you're you're like you said, you you know or like I or like I said, you're you're mathematical. Isn't that well, right, I think nice. that would be more of the word. It sounds like you're organized. When it, yeah. when
1: it comes to my when it comes to my stand up, yeah, in and, and cleanliness. Like I have to be clean. That's yeah. that's O C D. But for comedy my like I have a spray I have a a word document where I write all my jokes out word for word. Yeah. So the the punch lines are yellow, the the tag lines are red, and like my stroke wow. joke has twenty six punchlines t- punch lines and thirty four tags
2: in it.
0: Dude, that is awesome. It, now, it, is this is that pretty it, common for? Do you look? Do you do you guys talk with other comedians about their how they do it? Do other comedians do it similar? Or is that like, are you like kind of like a anomaly?
1: When I tell that to when I tell it to other comedians, they think I'm fucking crazy because <laughs> I all my jokes are timed out to the second. Like my stroke joke wow. is four minutes and thirty six seconds long.
2: Wow. Yeah, I that's I impressive. am I am an anomaly. That's
1: really it's, not, good. it's, it's, it's depressing. It's See, depressing. That's what We're what I, just like, how yeah. long is
0: this joke? I think that's runs, awesome. When I
1: just thirty-six seconds.
0: Yeah, but that's why I was. The,
1: I, the worst thing is, the worst thing is like for my for my San Diego Comedy Festival. I yeah. actually timed. I I get seven minutes. I even timed in laughter. Like, <laughs> I have thirty-six. Yeah, that's I, smart. So I probably laugh for like at ten seconds, so I have I have fifty seconds of just laughter. So I write jokes for six minutes and and t- ten seconds.
0: Wow, that's awesome! No, I think that's why I'm I'm drawn to you because I could tell like you're putting in the work and the effort and, and, and I mean, you're just going to keep getting better. I mean, you're already really funny I'm saying, but like I think your career is is really going to start taking off even more further. So I think it's gonna be fun to follow you. Um, And so the next thing you have coming up is the, uh, the net, tell me about this white trash comedy special. Is it going to be on Netflix or.
1: It should be like, we're, we're still, we just got done editing it and we're about to give it to the, our headliner, which is his name is Liam Bromley. He's going to, he's going to give it to Netflix and his agent's gonna pitch it
2: okay you know, so we're,
1: we're they, they want it they basically, basically what I told us is he wants, they want it they want to look at it they want to see it if they like it they'll, they'll have they'll you take it or they'll have us just reshoot it with a bit, with a uh, like with a better concept with better cameras but yeah they're interested in it but you know that's the thing like with, with comedy it's all uncertainty so it, it might not go through it might go through with comedy you always gotta keep pushing to other things that might be doing so even if that doesn't hit you know, I got the San Diego thing, and then, you know, I'm going to – I just got past so – I'm, I'm a regular. I got approved to be a regular at the con, at the Laugh Factory. Oh, you awesome. did. That's
0: awesome. Yeah, because I think when I asked yeah. you um, – when you were here, I said, what's your home comedy store? And you're like, I don't think you had one. So this just must be uh, brand-new news then, right?
1: Yeah, so after that, like, to, with that, I can put that on my resume when I go out to uh, – out-of-town gigs. Right. because you got to pitch yourself to, to comedy clubs. They're not going to be like, who is this guy? I don't know right. this guy. Yeah. You put like I put 2019 San Diego Comedy Festival pay, uh regular at the Laugh Factory Hollywood. which you just put that on the resume? You know, it just doors are going to open for me now. That's it's awesome. Nice.
0: So cool. So, is the Laugh and, Factory
2: uh, a, com- yeah.
0: Compared to the comedy store Is the Laugh Factory is that kind of more the uh, is it a, like a a little bit cleaner or more mainstream than the, is the comedy store a little bit more, can you be more vulgar there? Is it really, they, are they pretty similar?
1: Well, for the comedy store, it's like all the, the big guys go like, like you see huge names on like the original room. The original oh, yeah. room is just, they're just there to work out stuff. Yeah. yeah they're working, they're working material out. Laugh Factory seems like, you know, these are big shows and they're always full. Cool. That's where you go to, Life comedy stores where you go to keep the try your new stuff out oh. and then perform it. Like original okay. room is good for like writing your stuff out, trying your new stuff. Yeah. Main rooms for ex- exposing, like show your new stuff. And Life Factory seems like it's a good place to to try to make sure your good stuff's great.
2: Okay. and
0: then you
1: take it on the road with you. Gotcha. So, yeah.
0: Okay. It, it, yeah. Cool. So you and you have a few shows on the road coming up. You, tomorrow you're in Santa Ana. Tuesday you're in Long Beach. Uh, Wednesday, Anaheim, and then Thursday you're doing the your headline a comedy for a cause in Santa Barbara. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. Thank you for doing research. You got yeah. thanks for doing research because I forgot about the one in Santa Ana. <laughs> thank
0: you. <laughs> yeah, don't forget about that. You gotta go there tomorrow. So um, and then I wanna I always wanna ask, um, and I think I, I I gave you a heads up on this, but we try to end the show like on try to promote some sort of like special uh cause that's near and dear to your heart or some sort of charity or organization is there anything that you have that you're passionate about that you want to talk about
1: yeah so the, the one for santa for santa barber for alzheimer's
0: oh, okay. like
1: uh they asked me how much it was going to be for me to come out there and do like senate barber from where I live is three hours away on a <sighs> thursday uh, driving that's going to be terrible And they're like how much does, is it going to cost for you to come out here and just to headline a show for like an, half an hour 45 minutes like I was like, no, I'll do it for free. I'll, wow. I'm going to sell, awesome. pro- I'm, I'm sell stuff there. I'm going to most every like half of my profits from the from selling stuff are going to go back to the cause. I, Alzheimer's is a very important thing. Yeah,
2: you know, yes. it's, it
1: affects so many people, and that's I wholeheartedly and like always. If anybody has, ever asks me to do an Alzheimer's show, I'm not going to charge them. That's okay. It's, it's any money they they can get from from to give to that cause is great. I just, I, I'm always supporting
2: that that cause.
0: No. Sa- yeah, Santa that's Barbara awesome. is beautiful. By the way, just so uh, that will be another benefit to going up there. That'll be that'll be nice to go to Santa. Santa Barbara is amazing, I think.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. As soon
1: as I get done, I go on to like eight thirty, eight forty-five. As soon as I get done, I'm gonna drive back home. I'm gonna get see any of it. Like, oh, is that a cool? Is that a yeah. Del Taco? Cool. Then drive home. I'm not gonna get to go out on the <laughs> beach or anything.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. But I feel like even the drive, like up with the coast, it's just gorgeous, right? I mean, the traffic might suck, but
1: yeah. Yeah, that's alright. I'll just watch Netflix on the way there. I don't care.
0: <laughs> While you're driving?
1: Oh yeah, I probably shouldn't promote that. But yeah, <laughs> I, I've done it. Before. Just
0: kidding. <laughs> I, drive,
1: I don't want to be bus for 13 hours. God. Yeah. Have you ever? Have you ever just just sit still and then be alone with yourself and quiet for? Try, try 10 minutes and see if you don't lose your fucking mind. Yeah, no. Now try doing that for 13 hours straight. I think
0: that's the way they torture people. So, yeah, no, that's not good <laughs> for sure. So, okay, anything else that you want to promote? I know you have a military show in July, and then there's another comedy festival you're doing in August, the Venturi, Ventura yeah, just, Comedy like, Festival. Yeah,
1: yeah, Venturi yeah, Comedy Also, I, got, I just got accepted to the Big Pine Festival in September. Okay. So I'll be in Flystep, Arizona. What's you coming back? September 18th to the yeah. Oh How's awesome.
0: That? We'll try to catch you if we're here. I think we'll be here. Flagstaff's only a couple hours uh, from us. So Oh
2: uh, yeah.
1: I see this this is what I about. I accept shows before I even know where they are. Yeah. I didn't even know where Flagstaff was. I thought it was near Scottsdale, and then someone's like, No, it's two hours away, you yeah. idiot.
0: Yeah, oh, but that's Great. a better place to be in September. The weather up there will be perfect. You'll you'll love it.
1: Will it be hot as shit?
0: No, it'll no. be a lot less hot. It's like because you're going to be two hours north, so it's more like... Uh, well, and it's high elevation. It's high elevation. The highest mountain in Arizona is There's the actually flag. They get snow up there, believe it or not. There is snow in Arizona, so yeah, you'll, you'll enjoy it. It'll be nice.
1: Oh, great. Now we'll have to deal with this hot-ass weather out here. Being a bearded man covered in hair in L.A. is the worst experience of my life. Yeah, so you hate LA, it.
0: You L.A. too, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I hate it. It's too expensive to live out here. Everyone wants to eat kale. Traffic. I don't know what kale is. (laughs) Everyone wants to eat healthy. I can't get casted and stuff because of the way I talk. People always want to cast me. I can't get casted as a doctor because no one wants to be – someone wants to come in a room like yeah you got cancer sorry like no one wants to hear that on a tv show
0: yeah that's probably not great but uh yeah maybe you could uh get some work in georgia because don't they have don't they shoot shows in atlanta like walking dead and all that kind of stuff
1: yeah they're they're good yeah but I live in la now so great i just moved like further away from well, uh, just my just fly lives. you in
0: for the role sure. or whatever i don't know <laughs> yeah that's right like hey who's this nobody that I've never going to. TV <laughs> before. Yeah, let's find it. Okay. Put you in a hotel and give you caviar and all that stuff. I don't know. I'm going to follow your career. I'm excited for you. I I, I think good things thank are coming. You. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for doing our show. And I hope you can share this yeah. on your social media if you like it. If you don't like it, yeah. then tell me why. But uh, <laughs> hopefully you enjoyed it. <laughs> no, and, I'm uh, like, it was great, yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, thanks again for being on the show and yeah, thank uh, you. keep in touch.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me. You guys have a good night. All right, you too. You too. Bye-bye.
2: Bye-bye.
0: all right well that was fun um anything else that you want to uh bring to the table dana or what do you think about that interview i think it went really well and i yeah. think it would be fun to see him in flag yeah i think that what did you say september 18th or i think so yeah okay so well all my it. arizona friends we have to do a little road trip that's a perfect time to go up there too like mm-hmm. yeah so cool all right well until next time uh i'm chuck and i'm dana and we'll talk to you next week